Rabbi good morning. I have to apologize, first of all, for the delay in the recording of this podcast. And also, I have to apologize, but I've come down with a sore throat. So I hope that you'll excuse me, and I hope that whatever I can relate to you will come out clear, and we should be able to mechazik ourselves together. It's Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parashas Ekev, Tov Shin We're holding in the last week of the month of Av. And this week, personally, it has been a um, tragic week for our family in particular. We want to mention that we lost a nephew, a very dear nephew, who was also a Talmud of Meryakov, Gavriel Deutschman, or he was properly known as Gav. He passed away suddenly. He was in his mid early 30 years old, married with a child, and it's a big loss for his Almana, Rivka, and his daughter Mali, and for the family, the Deutschman family, our brother-in-law and sister-in-law and all the nephews, and my Rebetzin, myself, and the rest of the family were all mourning and grieving uh, over the loss of a young man. And his name was Gavriel Simcha ben Schneir Zalman Halevi. And many, many people have mentioned during the course of the week of the Shiva that he gave a lot of Simcha to people. And I also mentioned his name was popularly known as Gav. He had a big back. He shouldered a lot of what he was handling, and he helped many, many people. Just one little story should say, and everything we say today should be that I heard that he took care of nephews of his whose uh, children were without a father, and he would take them on Matzah Shabbos to the Office of Bonham Group, and uh, that showed a lot of what he was uh, focused on in life, and he was a good friend, and he was humorous and funny and talented. He always made people feel happy and he always brought a lot of simcha. And we hope and we pray that his almana and his child and his entire family should have, uh, they should have a, a nechama mirz Hashem and there should be a lot of simcha in the family. And at the same time, as we would also have to mention and point out that it's also been a tragic week, a uh, group of Hasidish boys that were traveling in Eastern Europe to go to the Kvarim of Tzadikim, including the Baal Shem Tev. Uh, there was a tragic uh, plane crash, and three of these wonderful, wonderful Talmidim of the Mir Yeshiva, the Hasidic uh, section of the Mir Yeshiva, and one of them was a Hasid who's supposed to get married this coming week. And uh, there's no question, there's a lot of Tsar. And uh, we asked the Rebbeinu Shem, he should be merachem al klal Yisrael and should be a ilu for the neshama. And we, as we always say, we try to find inspiration as best as we can. <clears throat> and this week's parsha, this parsha is Ekev. And as I pointed out to a friend of mine yesterday morning, v'haya Ekev tishmun es mitzvah Hashem alekechem. And Rashi himself points out that the lashon of Ekev is very prominent. And Rashi says it's going on the mitzvahs kalos, mitzvahs that are considered easy or simple, shodam dashba kevav, that if a person, that usually a person would step on them, if a person even keeps those mitzvahs tishman, then HaKadosh Baruch will watch over and will give the bris and the chesed.
And I pointed out that the Ekev also represents the Ikvasid and Meshicha, the end, Vahya Ekev. The Lashon Vahaya I heard brought down, Vahaya is a Lashon Chazal, it's a Lashon of Simcha. In the end of the day, in the Ekev, in the midst of the Gullus, in the midst of the difficulties, the Ikvasid and Meshicha, eventually we're going to see that HaKadosh Baruch is the run, that he has a plan, he's had a plan, he's watching over us and throughout all of the Tzoros, we look for inspiration, we look for chizik. And this week's parsha, the Ekev parsha, we should also recognize we're holding close to the end of the Torah, close to the end of the year. In a week's time, we're going to have the ready Rosh Chodesh Elul. Next Shabbos will be Shabbos Mavorachim, and the following Sunday is Shabbos, is already Rosh Chodesh Elul. So we realize that we're getting to the end of the year, and we hope that it should be the end of the Tzoros. What can we say? I, this is the two-part uh, podcast. There are a lot of wonderful words, and I hope you'll listen to the second part. But I do want to mention something which I was thinking about and contemplating and actualize it with a Maiserav. The Rashi says that there are mitzvahs which are callous, mitzvahs which are easy, and man steps on them. It's not clear which mitzvahs he's talking about. I saw that Rav Steinemann said, that it could be going on a few things. We know that the mitzvah of sukkah is called the mitzvah kala. Okay, it needs an explanation. Why is that a mitzvah that a person is dosh cave of? He also mentioned that the mitzvah of tzitzis is considered a mitzvah kala. Famous maizah with the, with the goin, the goin before he died, he passed away. He cried, and he asked him why he's crying, and he said because the mitzvah of tzitzis which is such a simple mitzvah to be mekayim. It only costs a, pure, a par ruble, a few rubles. A person just has to wear tzitzis, buy a pair of tzitzis, make a pair of tzitzis. And in the world to come, the, the Vilna Gaon said, you won't be able to be mekayim the mitzvah. So he was sad. He was baicha. That was the madrig of the Gaon. I was thinking along the lines that we could reflect upon one of the mitzvahs that he mentions in the beginning of the parasha. And to discuss that, as being a mitzvah, which is a mitzvah kala, but unfortunately man steps on it. And if we learn how to be mechazikit, and we learn to be tishmun in this particular mitzvah, it could be a great, great avenue for growth and for our respect of what HaKadosh Baruch does every day. And which mitzvah is that? It's the mitzvah which we're all we're familiar with. If you take a look at the psukim, the Pasuk says, we eat and we're satisfied. This was the promise that the Kashbach says you're going to eat. You're going to be satisfied in Eretz Yisrael. And you should bless the HaKadosh Baruch Hashanah. The mitzvah of Bir Chasamazun. And if we follow the theme of the Psukim, the Psukim seem to say that this is not just a mitzvah that uh, when we eat, we should thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When we eat and we realize that the muzzin that we get is really all the matana from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So we have to be thankful for all the matanas. Because the prelude, the prelude to the mitzvah of of Birchas um, HaMuzin is that we should remember Zechartes Kol remember the entire route that we went in the desert, Arboim Shona, and we recognize HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the man and miraculous food. And he says, you should know that man is not just, does not live just on 
lechem levada ki al makom meitzah pi Hashem yichyadam. Everything that a kodesh baruch Hu wants, a kodesh baruch Hu can give us whatever He wants to give us sustenance. And the promise that our clothes were literally they were clean and they were pressed the entire time. And then the psukim say further that when you get to the land. Brings it to a good land, filled with with beautiful, beautiful streams and mountains, and a land filled with the seven species that Shivas Aminim, Chita, So much bounty, so much beauty. I myself was able to go this week up north, and I was able to go to tell Dan and other places where there's so much beauty and you see the water, HaLakadosh Baruch Hu, gives us such a bracha. And we have to be thankful. And all of this comes about when we bench a simple birchas HaMazen. The Pasuk also says further, Bencheni, you should be careful, you shouldn't forget that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us the mitzvahs and you might end up eating and you might be full, you might have beautiful houses and you might have a lot of property. Property, Viram Levavcha, and your heart will be haughty. You forget HaKadosh Baruch who took you out of Mitzrayim. And then we know that unfortunately the will the famous Pasuk, and a person shouldn't say, A person shouldn't say that my own prowess, that's really what brought me my, benef- my benefits. I saw a mimer from a great Talmud Chacham, Diskin, he speaks about it in the content, context of what we can accomplish by Birchas HaMazen. And he speaks about that, that Birchas HaMazen, he describes it as the main bus station, the Tachana Merkazit of life. Because so many times we eat during the course of the day. And when we're eating, if we really bless HaKadosh Baruch and Bench and we thank Him, we can get tremendous, tremendous benefits First of all, we're not a kofu toif. First of all, we're not denying the goodness of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. The Zayir HaKadosh says that it's a skula for parnoso berevach. And this is the reason is, the depth of the reason is, because we know that the, there's a pasuk in the Navi, birches Hashem hita asher, v'lo yosef etzev mimena. When a person is mavorach Hashem, he gets wealth. And then the end of the passage says, and you won't have any etzev, you won't have any pain and suffering. What is the pshat? The pshat is that man, it was decreed upon him after the chet of Adam Arishan, that tardar, you're going to have to suffer, to have to what? To create a parnasah. HaKadosh Baruch originally created the world that by just keeping the mitzvahs and staying away from the Averas, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu would, su- would supply us with all of the food that we need. I remember the once a Rebbe in Ner Yaakov, Rebbe Hillel Ravel, Shlita, great Tamat Chacham, he gave a shir on Chumash in the old days when the yeshiva was in Kataman, and he was speaking about the Medrash which describes Odom Arishin before the Chet, how the Malachim would barbecue the meat for them, and he gave a whole description very, very uh, delicious meats and how everything was given over without any effort. This is the way HaKadosh Baruch originally decreed it. But after the Chet, the Chet caused an unbelievable thing. 
that your now man has to know has to go now and toil, and he thinks that he's really creating it, but really it's a curse. That person shouldn't say it's my own prowess that's doing it. Everything is really a matana from Hakadosh Baruch So the Zoyar says that if a person mentions properly with kavana, then he's going to have the antidote because by showing that we really understand that everything comes from Hakadosh Baruch we realize everything is the The person stops and reflects upon the words. As I mentioned the other week, I try myself lately to bench from a bencher. And if a person really takes it seriously, he could end up benching like davening, because really you have to reflect upon it. And it's not an easy task. It takes takes effort. But with practice, we can make ourselves better. So on my Sarav, he brings down that there was a Yushalmi Yid that would bench Birchas HaMazen, like literally one of the G'daylem word for word, with tremendous kavana. And he was a simple person. They asked him, why did he, why does he die with such kavana, with such fervor? So he says he was born in Poland before the war, and he was in Cheder, he was eight or nine years old. The famous Rebbeir Shapira came and spoke to the Cheder Yingelach, and he told him, I want to give you a matana teva, I want to give you a good present. And he said to them, desire, he said, if you'll bench the kavana, it's a school of Parnassa and a school of Hashiras. And it's something, if you take it upon yourself, you will see the Parnassa, you will see Ubi Berevach. This little boy took the message seriously. He heard it from the Meir Shapiro. And he began to bench, I guess, for a bencher, and he benched the Kavana. And when his friends would go out to play, he would continue to bench like he was in the middle of the evening. Tremendous concentration, tremendous thankfulness, Takarish Baruch. And then the war broke out, and he was like many, many others, taken by the Nazis, he was thrown into a camp. And when it came the time when they were going to de- decree who was going to live and who was going to die, there was an older person that was standing next to him, and he said, step, Sonny, step up, up on your tippy toes. They're going to ask us what we do for work. And I'm going to tell him I'm a cook, which he was, and you're my apprentice. So he stood up on his tippy toes to make like he was a little older, and the man said to the Nazi, when he asked him what his work was, he said, I'm a cook, and this is my apprentice. We go together. So they both were given to go to the right, and they were sent to the kitchen. They were sent to the kitchen, and there they had food, because when you're in the kitchen, you get the scraps, you get to eat more. And this was all because he benched Bekavon, and he always used to bench Bekavon. And then there was a Nazi, that didn't like him, and saw that he was really little. So he decided to make a object of ridicule out of him and he took him outside and he said you have to dig a ditch and uh, I don't know how big it was but it's got to be so wide and so long you have a couple of hours to do it and if you don't do it and you have to do it by yourself I'm going to come and I didn't say so, I'm going to come and I'm going to beat you and it's such a nightish and he was looking at this thing and he was weak he wasn't strong enough to be able to dig this ditch it was like you know Daladamas by Daladamas like a sukkah and he said, what's he going to do? And all of a sudden, there was a group of Nazi soldiers that they came by with a big agala, a big wagon. And they saw this little boy trying to dig a ditch. And they threw on top of him. They had a whole agala of cucumbers. So they started pelting him with the cucumbers. They thought they were hurting him. But now he's got cucumbers. He's got a pile of cucumbers. He has food. The next thing that he knows is 
there's all of a sudden a group of forced workers, older ones, stronger ones, but they were forced workers come by. And they see he's got a whole pile of cucumbers. They say, who do these cucumbers belong to? They said, it belongs to me. Can we have some? He says, if you help me dig the ditch. So all of these men, they came down and they dug the ditch. He barely had to do anything. He gave them most of the cucumbers, kept a few for himself. And a few hours later, the Nazi Yamach Shwam came back. And when he saw this, he was astounded. And he said to him, your God must like you, must like you. And he decided to keep him. And he said, you can go back to the kitchen. A tremendous, tremendous chus that he had because he benched Bekavona. Rabbi said benching, a mitzvah, which is a mitzvah kala, but unfortunately we're dosh bakevav. We step on it. We don't respect it. And if we could somehow cherish it and recognize this is the source of the tikkun of the chet of Adam Rishon. This is the source of where HaKadosh Baruch Hu will give us parnasa. Rabbi Isai, I want to give a bracha to everybody. We should be zoichet, should be the end, should be the akev. And we know we're so uh, hurt and we're so engulfed and we've seen so many tragedies and personal tragedies in our own lives and, the, and we see the kabbanis of the tzibor. But we recognize this is all ikvis and the Mashiach. HaKadosh Baruch is the one that's ruling the world. And if we stick to the task, and Bez Hashem, we'll be Hashem to see the coming of Mashiach. Because Baruch should bring that this Shabbos, Shabbos Parshas Ekev, it should be Vaya Ekev Tishman, and it should be Vachalta Vesavata, should eat, we should be satisfied with Vayrachta Sashem Alekacha. Because Baruch should bless us. Shabbos Kaidis Parshas Ekev. We are getting into the Akev, into the heel of the Torah, to the end of the Torah. We're getting closer and closer. We're also getting to the end of the year. Very, very appropriate that we should speak about in Yom of the Parsha. And we also want to say a few stories to a great tzaddik whose yartzai is going to be this week. The great tzaddik is the stipler of Zeichat Tzaddik, Beres of Rochev, Yaakov Yisrael Kanievsky, Zatzal. He has left us a great matana in the Sar HaTayr, Reb Chaim, Yibadol Chaim Tov Maruchim, should be Gazut and Stark, Reb Chaim Kanievsky Shlita, who the whole world knows throughout the world. I was as a young person to go into the Stipler. We're going to say over a few stories about him in a moment. First, we want to start off with a Vort, which is Neget to last week's Parsha and this week's Parsha. It's Neget to last week's Parsha, because in last week's Parsha, we lit in Parsha Vechanan that Moshe Rabbeinu asked the Rabbeinu we should go into Eretz Yisrael, and the Rabbeinu he said last week, did not allow him to go in, not to enter, but he did allow him to see Eretz Yisrael. In this week's Parsha, we also speak about the beauty and the Gevaldike Matana of Eretz Yisrael, in different parts of the Torah, the Torah speaks about v'chalta v'savata v'rach Hashem alakecha. Speaks about the Indian of Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Asha v'neha barza v'tachsev nechoshes. It speaks about all the milas of Eretz Yisrael, and we we mention those words v'chalta v'savata v'rach Hashem alakecha al Eretz atoyve shenosan lach. Yedua that Moshe Rabbeinu, the Gemara says in Saita that Moshe Rabbeinu. The question is, why did he want to go into Eretz Yisrael? Did he want to just have the delicious fruits and just to have the bountiness of Eretz Yisrael? Is that the reason why he wanted to go into Eretz Yisrael? 
And the Gemara says, no, the reason why I wanted to go into Eretz Yisrael is in order to be Mekayim, the mitzvah satluyus baritz. Only in Eretz Yisrael can a person have the opportunity to Mekayim, the mitzvahs of Trumas, of Maisris, of Shemitah, all of the Inyanim which we find in the Kedusha Sa'aretz. And this is the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to go into Eretz Yisrael. And there's a very famous question. I saw it from the Torah to me last week. Really, everyone asked the question that we know we say, Alamichya, we speak about Eretz Yisrael, and we speak about to be Oichel the Peirus, Vilizboya Mituva, Vinoichal mi Peirusaha, Vilizboya Mituva. So if we do give a bracha and we do speak about the fact that we're able to eat the fruits of Eretz Yisrael, so, and to be surveyor from it. So why was it, why do we put that into the bracha if this is not really the tachlis of Eretz Yisrael? The whole tachlis of Eretz Yisrael is not to eat the fruits. Tachlis is to be Mekai in the mitzvahs. So I saw the Rabbi and Leib, Zetzal, writes in the Sefer, a few terutzim. First, he brings down that the Torah says that there's some people that don't say this nusach. That's what he says, the Torah brings down. Because of this question, some people don't say the nusach. But our nusach is to say it. So he says that the Kedusha of Eretz Yisrael is not only in the, the fact that we're Mekayim, the mitzvah, so to speak, but that permeates the fruits and vegetables themselves. The fruits themselves receive nourishment of Kedusha. And the Chassam Seifer says that it's a higher level for a person to eat fruits and vegetables of Eretz Yisrael because the fruits of, their, fruits of Eretz Yisrael have the Kedusha of Eretz. And this is what we daven for in the Birchus Alamichya. We daven that we should be zoichat to eat not just the fruits, the physical fruits, but to get the spiritual fruits, the spirituality that comes out of the fruits. The the land is saturated with Kedusha. Not only is the land saturated with Kedusha, but we know even the Avira of the Eretz Yisrael is machkem. Anyone that's come to Eretz Yisrael knows that there's some sort of fashion that a person can have by being in Eretz Yisrael that is attached to Kedusha so much easier because the Avir of the Eretz Yisrael is machkem. So the question is, so if that's the case, so Bukhari would also would have wanted that. So Rabbi Leib says, Hanami, that it could be Moshe did want that. But Moshe Rabbeinu, he had so much of a connection to the HaKadosh Baruch, he didn't need that extra level of Kedusha. The Kedusha already was by him. So therefore, that can't be a reason why he wanted to get in there. The only reason why Moshe Rabbeinu wanted to get in there was not to get that extra level of Kedusha, but was in order to be Mekai in the Mitzvah. This is what Rabbi Leib says. I was like yesterday, the Rebbe and I went to the Kaisal, to Davin, Bein Azmanim. Ah, Rabbi Sai, even in the midst of the corona, we're able to go to Davin. I have to tell you that the Davin yesterday, we left Harnov for quarter to seven, and we were able to get there by 7.30, and we parked, and we walked, and we were able to get to, there, to, to the Kaisal, to Davin, and to feel the Kedusha of the remnants of the Beis to Davin, to the Rabbanu Shalom, the Tefillah should be Mekubah. We know that all the Tefillahs that we say throughout the entire world, everything enters in to the Pesach of the Kotche Kedoshim. This is what we Davin, this is what we aspire to. This week's parasha, we speak about Vahoya Ekev Tishmun as a mitzvah, Asher Anochi Mitzavah Shem Ayon. And, Vahoya Ekev Tishmun as a mitzvah, Excuse me. You should keep them. You should do them. V'shama Hashem alakech 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 alak
HaKadosh Baruch Hu, if we keep the mitzvahs, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will watch over us, and he'll keep the bris and the chesed that he promised to our forefathers. And then the Pasuk speaks about all the brachas that we're going to get. We're going to get bounty, dogon, the tiraj, the yitzar, the land that HaKadosh Baruch Hu promised us will be blessed from all the other nations. HaKadosh Baruch Hu will remove all illnesses enemies. We hope and pray that HaKadosh Baruch should remove all the illnesses from every single member of Klai Yisrael and remove the Magaifa as well. The question that all the Mepharshim ask is that if we're keeping the mitzvahs, if we're going to keep the mitzvahs, then why does the Torah say that we have to have the bris? HaKadosh Baruch will keep the bris and the chesed. The bris and the chesed only comes about for a person doesn't keep the mitzvahs. So the, I saw brought down that the this is a remez when we speak about the akev. The akev is the heel. The heel is a remez to our generation, which is called the ikvus of the Mashiach. The heel of the Mashiach, the coming of Mashiach, but it's the ikvus of the Mashiach. What is the heel? The heel is we know the other Mauritian was Mesakin. Uh, was supposed to be misakin, the the complete goof of man from the beginning of man until the end of man. But because of the sin, it was given over to the Uma Yisraelis and especially to the Yavis. And the Yavis Akdoshim, they were misakin, the real, the, the, the height of man, which is the Rosh, the Seichel, the Enayim, the Peh, and then different members of Klai Yisrael, different Gedolim of Klai Yisrael, different generations of Klai Yisrael, Masakin, the different parts, including the heart, including the innards, all of the different aspects. And this is what we are now following down until we get to the heel. The heel is our matzah, Rabbi Yisrael. The heel is an unfeeling part of the human body. It's rough. It doesn't have any hergish. It's like bus or mace. And this is the generation that we're living in. We're living in the generation of Ikvis of the Mashiach. And we don't even feel, we don't even recognize completely the chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We just take it for granted. Have we taken it for granted? So for, unfortunately, for such a long time, and we don't praise Him, we don't thank Him from all that He does for us, that He gives to us every single day, every single moment. And... When HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends warnings, like we see in the world that we're having today, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sending many, many warnings. He, sent, he has sent warnings until now as well. But we have been like an Akev. We have not really heeded the warnings. Just this week, this terrible, terrible explosion in Beirut, in Lebanon, without getting into politics, everybody said, just the loss of life and the fact that an explosion t- took place with such intensity that thousands and thousands of of homes were destroyed and shattered. It's it's a message so close to Eretz Yisrael, there's no question that we know every single thing that happens in the world. HaKadosh Baruch is really speaking to the Jewish people. HaKadosh Baruch is try, trying to arouse us. Uh, but here, this could be, this is the Pshat in the Pasuk. V'hoya, v'hoya is a Lashon of Simcha. There'll be a Zman of the Ekev, of the heel of the Ikvis of the Mashiach, of our generation, of the generation before Mashiach. There'll be simcha. We're not necessarily going to understand completely the matzah. We're not going to really, truly turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu the way we're supposed to. We're going to keep it. 
We're going to listen to it. Tishmun, the nun and the end always is maktin. It always makes the, the shmia a smaller shmia. We're not truly going to hear it in its fullest form of hearing. It's going to be a shmia ketana. And we're only going to be doing the mitzvahs, ke mitzvahs anashim limuda, unfortunately. We're just doing the mitzvahs out of rote. We don't have enthusiasm. We don't try to infuse within ourselves the tremendous chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Over here, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us a promise. In our generation, which is a generation which doesn't have the heights of the previous generations. It's the, the door of Ikvesed Mashiach of Oya Ekev. It'll be in that time, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, even though it's only going to be a Tishma'un, it's only going to be a Shemiyah Ma'at, but we're still holding on, Rabbi Sai. We're still continuing to hold on to the Messiahs of Hisayin Abiyadeinu. Then what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to do, to do is, Baruch is still going to watch over us because there's the bris that he had with the others. The chesed of a Baruch Hu is unfathomable. Kodesh Baruch is going to watch over us. There's a Pasuk in Yeshaya. Pasuk says, In a, a rega cotton, it looks like a Kodesh Baruch Hu is being eyes of us. But with Rachman Gedoyim, HaKadosh Baruch is going to gather us, gather us together. And so I brought down in the Svarim that the Rashi Tevis of Berega, Kot Nazavtich, are the same Tevis as Ekev, as Ekev, the Bez, the Kuf, and the Ayin. There's going to be a moment where it looks like HaKadosh Baruch is leaving us. It's going to be Ekev, in the Zmanim of Ekev, the Manim of the Hill. But Berachman Gedoyim HaKadosh HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with his great Rachman, is going to gather us together. And this is what our hope, this is what our aspirations are. As we stand in these days, getting closer to Rosh Chodesh Elul, getting closer to Tishrei, getting closer to Rosh Hashanah, we're at the, getting to the end of the year, but we recognize even in the Matzav of Ekev Tishmun, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Shomer the Bris and the Chesed. As I mentioned before, there was one Yid who lived, I was Eichet to see, Zechad to go into many, many times, the stipler, Zechad Zadik, the Kaddish Levracha, who I remember that my Rebbe, the, my Rosh Hashiva, Rebbe Chaim Shem Levitz, once said over a shmuz, and he spoke about the inyan of a mavakesh, how important it is for a person to be a searcher, to be one that seeks the Torah, to be a mavakesh, or you call mavakesh Hashem. And he mentioned that when he was a bacher, he went to his grandfather, the altar of Navardic, and in Navardic, he got to meet the Nevada Kabacharim and he asked his grandfather, the Alta, who are the be- who's the best Bachar in the yeshiva? So the Alta pointed to two Bacharim and he says, These two Bacharim are the two best Bacharim in the yeshiva. And Reb Chaim used to say over that one of them is a great, great Rosh Yeshiva. That's what he said, great Talmud Chacham. But the other one became. The Godel Ador, that's the way he described it. And they say he was being, he was being Miramis to the stipler. And he said that the Zaydeh said, Er's digress to Mavakish. He's the biggest Mavakish. The stipler was the biggest Mavakish of Torah. The stipler, you know, was a big tzaddik. When we say a big tzaddik, we can't even understand it. I saw brought down some stories of here that in later years when he was sick and they would bring in a doctor and the doctor wouldn't be a Shemir Shabbos person. They say the stipler would say, what are you bothering me for? What are you bothering me for? In the middle of his sleep, 
And when there would be a doctor that was a Shemesh Shabbos, the stifle wouldn't say anything. They'd just be quiet, and he let him do his thing. He was calm. He was ruyuk. And the stipler was so mefachid from Chet, and the uh, so many stories you could say about him. I'll just say over quickly that I saw that he was at a nasifa, and they were speaking praises about him, and he literally took his 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 earlobes, he put into his ears not to listen. He didn't want to be over in the Indian of Gaiva. Someone once came to him and asked him how you can be how you can work on Gaiva. He says very very simple. The more you learn, you see how little you understand, how little bit you know, how little we know. How could a person be a Balgaiva? We see how great the stipler is by the fact that we have within our midst today his great son, the Sar Hatayr Abchayim Kanievsky Shlita Shabika Zutenstark. And the stipler was, Mamish used to, took, it was a Machanach par excellence, the way he brought up the Reb Chaim, the way he taught him. One of the things that Reb Chaim used to say over, I bring it down in the book, that that the the stipler and the Chazanish used to go take him to the Yam, to go swimming. They even taught him how to swim. Ah, Rabbi, so just to think about the stipler is to bring back glory into our lives. We want to give a bracha to everybody. This Shabbos, Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Ekev, in the Parsha of the Ikvis of the Meshicha, we should be Zoycha Mirz Hashem. It should be not Berega Kotna Zavtich, but Merachim and Gedolim Akapteich. We should be Zoycha Mirz Hashem to the coming of Meshech Tzidkenu, Tchias Hamesim, Bez Hashem Yisbarach. We should be Zoycha that everyone should have Rafuas and Yeshuas, wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you for listening to this Foundation's podcast production. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. Thank you and have a wonderful day.